This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub the Mies. And we are back like we are every week for the Onside Kick here on Most Valuable Podcast. And Mark, today is a special day. You want to know why it's a special day here? I have no MVP idea. Studios? Why is it a special day? It is a special day because you are looking at a special birthday boy here on the podcast. 95 now? That's how old you are? Something like that. 95? No, Something how, how old are you really? Uh, 26. 26. Just a year younger than I am. Yeah, I feel old, you know. You know how it is. <laughs> just just wait till you get to 27 and things don't start working like they used to, and then uh, you feel really old. But I want to play a game here to start the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a fun game of, have you ever looked at any famous uh, celebrities or famous people that share your same birthday? I'm, I'm sure I've seen it at some point in time, but uh, at the top of my head, can't remember anybody. Because I have. I did it today because I prepared for this. Would you like to hear some people that you share a birthday with today, two sure. of which are athletes. As long as they're as long as they're good. The first one mm-hmm. is movie actress Elizabeth Taylor. Mm-hmm. You also cool. share a birthday who is now thirty one today. Happy birthday, Jay Wow from oh, the Jersey Jay-Wow. Shore. Nice. You share a birthday mm-hmm. with Josh Groban turning thirty six today, the pop singer. Kate Mara. I know you I like, like Kate, Kate Mara. Mara from House of Cards. She turns 34 today. Good Chelsea her. Clinton turned 37, oh. the daughter of Bill and Hillary Clinton, obviously. You also share a birthday with, I got to scroll down for a couple, Tony Gonzalez turns 41 today. So Good for him. There's our one football player. You also, Adam Baldwin turns 55. Do you know what show Adam Baldwin was in? One of my favorite shows. Um, Off the top of my head, no. Chuck. He was in oh, Chuck. I didn't watch that show. John Steinbeck, author of of Mice and Men, and yeah, didn't uh, like I, that book that much. I believe he didn't he write Grapes of Wrath as well. John Steinbeck, I, I believe know. he wrote Grapes of Wrath as well. You also share a birthday. Some of the last few, Daniel Gibson from the NBA. You share a birthday with James Briggs, the saxophonist from the Aquabats, and then last but not least, you share a birthday with a man who I believe he's getting franchise tagged as mm-hmm. we speak. Turning 27, Chandler Jones yep. of the New England Patriots. Yep, he definitely did. Good for him. Uh, I always I always liked the fact that uh, growing up, my neighbor behind me, so we basically shared a yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, same exact age as me, born on the same day. You know, we were... Really? Yeah. Best mm. friends for a long time, and uh, wow. just, it was cool. Born and, on the same day, and we're the same age, and you lived... Back, right back, backyards. back of each other. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, also, of course, for you history buffs out mm-hmm. there, uh, the ceasefire for the original Desert Storm was the day I was born as well. Hmm. The, the 1991. Exact, the exact day you were yep. born. February 27th. Wow. The exact day you were born. Yep. So uh, a lot of cool stuff. A lot, a lot of cool stuff going on. Well, 27 we, years ago. 26 well, years ago. Well, a very happy birthday. I know that I did it when you got engaged. I'm going to do it mm-hmm. again. You guys. Tell Mark a happy birthday down below in the comment section. But if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for watching. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, thank you for listening to us through that game. If you're on iTunes, Stitcher's Blog Talk Radio, we got some we got some good football topics to talk about today. Going to be looking at Kirk Cousins, probably going to get franchise tag. Can he stay with the Redskins long term? We're going to look at Alshon Jeffrey. Apparently, he said the Bears are going to win. 
the Super Bowl next season, but he forgot to tell us that he might not be on that Bears team. And then we're finally going to look at Antonio Brown, kind of Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. What does this mean for the Steelers' future moving forward with his big contract? But let's start with Kirk Cousins. Most likely at this moment has not been franchise tagged. By the time this is up, probably will be franchise tagged, is expected to be tagged by the Wednesday deadline. And Mark, I'm just going to ask you plain and simple, are we going to get a long-term deal this time between Curdy Cousins and the Washington Redskins? You know, this one This one amazes me. Um, logic would tell me that, yeah, of course, because you have to know that if he plays well again, you're going to have to pay him even more money. And you franchise tag him a third time, it's an insane amount of money that you got to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also basically the last time you can franchise tag somebody. So, uh, yeah, logic would tell me, of course, you're going to get a deal for him. And he is a franchise quarterback, and he's proven himself. Uh, they had the first year. They thought it was a fluke, so they had him try it a second time, and he was even he better. He did it. And uh, so everything to me points that, yeah, you got to just – you got to make the deal happen. You got to give it to him. He's your guy. But for some stupid reason, the Washington Redskins they just don't want to pay him. They don't want to do it. And it's like you guys wanted a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have one, so do it. I it doesn't make sense to me why they're not doing it. I don't know if they're trying to get some great trade for him, a ton of draft picks or something. But then you're without a quarterback, and then you're going to be a shitty team again. Um, so it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I have to think that we would get a deal, but they're not doing it. They're showing that it's not going to happen. Yeah, this is to me, I mean, this shows how poor the ownership is and how poor, how poorly run the Washington Redskins is with Dan Snyder at the top. This is, to me, a no-brainer of, is he Tom Brady? No. Is he Peyton Manning? No. Is he Jay Cutler? He's better than Jay Cutler. This is a guy that if I had him, like if the Vikings had him as a quarterback, I'd be happy. I'd be like, cool. We got the most important position of the entire team all figured out. Why not give him the money? And I mean, it's the one thing where I just feel like the Redskins are being stingy where it's like, nope, we'll tag you. Well, Now you're not going to be stingy because the money that you said is going to be a lot is if he's tagged this year and signs it, he's going to make, what was it, a 40% increase from last year's salary. So he's going to make about $24 million this year. Then if he's tagged a third time, he'll make about $34 million. Which is absolutely insane. Which is crazy. And and the thing that amazes me, it's like they're – it's like they're just scared and they don't trust it. They're waiting for the other foot to drop here um, because they, you know, they kind of got burned like by RG three. Once they sign them long term, the mojo's just gonna go away. I guess that's what they're expecting, but you know, it, the NFL is one of those things where it's like, what are you? What's the alternative? You know, if you trade him away and you need to, you know, draft somebody high up, maybe uh, Watson, Trubisky, whatever it might be. Is that going to be better than Kirk Cousins, a guy who threw for nearly 5,000 yards? Mm-hmm. Um, sure, you could hope that his touchdown numbers were higher, but there was really no knock on Kirk Cousins this past year. The one thing people might want to say is, oh, he didn't get his team into the playoffs. Sure, but it's yeah, a team game. The, the NFC was 
Really, like this was something where you let's be winning honest, that division. Last the year. only way they, the only reason they didn't win that division though, was because the Cowboys were. Did we expect Dak Prescott to be who he was this season? No, no. Once Tony Romo went down, we were all like, "Well, this just Count means that the Redskins and the Giants are the two favorites." And me and you were like, "Well, we kind of, we kind of expect the Cowboys to finish ahead of the Eagles, but." It'll probably be a race for third place. We didn't expect Dak Prescott to do anything that he did anywhere close to the expectations that he did this season. But the interesting thing is here is let's say he doesn't get tagged. Let's say he doesn't. Where would you go if you're Kirk Cousins? Because the one team that's floating around right now is the 49ers. Whether he gets tagged or doesn't get tagged, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan are a team that's floating around to get Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that one doesn't exactly make too much sense to me. But, I mean, people know that I have no faith in the 49ers organization right now. Well, they're a new organization now. Yeah, essentially. Um, but uh, a new regime, at least. But for the most part, I just don't I just don't believe in it. They made too many dumb decisions. I mean, you just look at from the time Jim Harbaugh was escorted out. And ever since then, it's been completely downhill. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world. It's a nice place to live, at least that. Um, you know, for me, for Kirk Cousins, I got to look at it. You want to go somewhere where you are going to be in a good position. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Houston Texans immediately, you know, rings out uh, of a good deal, a good team to play for. Um now, they're probably not going to pay another guy a lot of money after they just paid Brock Osweiler a lot of money. Uh, the New York Jets would not be a bad place for Kirk Cousins to go and play. Yeah, but how much success are you going to have in New York? You have a really talented uh, duo of wide receivers. You have a really good running back. You have a very underrated defense. I think you would do fantastic. This is a team that— you got to really, compete with Tom Brady, is but quarter, I think you could do a good is job. Is quarterback the only problem with the Jets? Because no, I, I think that defense isn't what it used to be. And plus, it's better than people to say it is. And why would you go into a division where the Patriots are the top dog and the mm. Dolphins look like they're progressing more than the Jets? Sure, but so Kirk really, Cousins you're fighting is better, for second place. He's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill is, and I mean, we all say that Tom Brady's going to play for five more years, ten more years. But mm-hmm. what if this is the last year? What if he only plays for one more? And if Jimmy Garoppolo leaves, and Kirk Cousins probably feels he's a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo is. Uh, but I, I think the Jets would be a good spot. I'm just looking for a spot that they need a quarterback and they're not mm-hmm. far off. Um, of the top three teams, you know, because they're teams that all need mm-hmm. quarterbacks, uh, the Browns, I just I don't know why anyone wants anything to do with the Browns. Uh, to me, there's two teams. It's the 49ers teams. and the Bears. No, of the, the 49ers top and the Broncos, I would say. No, I'm talking about the top three teams. Oh, uh, you're talking of the draft. Of the draft, okay. yeah. Those teams that really need it. The 49ers, I don't necessarily... You guys know how I feel about the 49ers mm-hmm. and the people going there. The Bears, he goes home. That's really the only selling point in my eyes for Kirk Cousins is that he would go home uh, because the Bears are going to probably lose all Sean Jeffrey. We'll talk about it. Uh, so you lose your weapon. Kevin White doesn't exist. You know, really, so, you got Cameron Meredith. He's your number one. Yeah, that's not really that appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather go throw to Eric Decker and I mean, Brandon you got, Marshall. You got Jordan Howard in the backfield to work sure, with. That's helpful, but you still have you're not going to throw the ball to him that much. 
No, but the Bears could also, if they don't want to go defense, I know this isn't a Bears segment, but they can go defense, maybe get a Corey Davis. But to me, the Bears, I'll throw the Bears in there too. To me, it's what you said before we hit the record button when it comes to Kirk Cousins. What did you say? What's the one thing that Kurt's looking for most from no matter what team? He He wants loyalty. He just wants some, it's basically... He just wants somebody to love him. He wants he somebody wants to say you're to our say guy. Your, exactly. You're our guy. We will embrace you. You are going to be ours. Because right now in Washington, I, I'm not speaking for the fans of Washington. I, one of, I, I've never gotten an aspect that the fans of Washington have said, no, this guy's not our guy. We don't want him. I haven't gotten that from them. No, they love him. It's, it's the ownership. Ownership doesn't want to commit. And, one of the things I can see is it's one of those things where I can kind of see the ownership of last year where it's like, okay, let's just see it. Last year could have been a fluke. But once it happens mm-hmm. a second time, you got to yeah. realize that this is a guy that although he might not be the best in the league, he is a solid NFL starter in this league you can and win can with help him. your team build around, especially – if you're able, because the one thing you got to think about if you are the Redskins is if you use the tag on Kirk Cousins, what are you going to do about the two weapons you have on the outside? Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson, both free agents. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where for Kirk Cousins as well, he's probably looking at that and being saying, hey, if they're spending all the money on me, I don't want them to lose those two pieces mm-hmm. because that makes my job harder. Because then, then Doxon's probably is number one. And then they're going to say, oh, well, he didn't perform as well. Well, yeah, you took my damn weapons away. Of course I didn't perform as well. It's mm-hmm. like you're setting him up to fail. You want to sabotage his deal so that way you can pay him less. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins is getting disrespected by the Redskins nonstop, uh, and they they should not even think about a franchise tag. They should just sign him to a long-term deal. Is he going to probably, if he were to get a long-term deal today, I would expect Mm -hmm. that it's probably making him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. It would have to be if he, and the thing is that you got to think about, and before Redskins fans get mad at me, the Doxon thing was a joke. I know you guys have Jamison Crowder, although he's a better third receiver than a one or two. The thing with Kirk Cousins, and it was, we see it all over the place. If the Redskins don't tag him, because they haven't yet while we're recording this. Mm-hmm. He's going, like, Kirk Cousins will Someone hit, will pay him. They will hit the market, whether it's the Niners, whether it's the Browns, whether it's the Bears, whether, maybe not the Broncos or the Texans, but some team will make him the highest paid quarterback, probably of the top three teams in the draft. I could totally see the 49ers going balls to the walls to get him. Well, Kyle, like, that's the thing where why the Niners mm-hmm. make so much sense is Kyle Shanahan worked with him in Washington. Why not, like... And would have rather used him than RG3. Exactly. Then you wouldn't have to deal with, if like if he goes to the Niners, then you don't have to worry in San Fran of, A, drafting a quarterback at number two. You could probably go out and just draft the best available, which Mm -hmm. right now most likely might be Jonathan Allen at number two, get that pass rusher on the other end who can either play inside or outside. And then you can, if you want to, you can deal with quarterback later in like the third or the fourth. And maybe you don't even have to deal with it at all. Or you can get Kirk Cousins. Then maybe you can sign a quarterback. Maybe you re-sign Colin Kaepernick for cheap. 
You say, hey, you're going to be our, no one else wants, if no one else wants them, hey, here's a backup contract. Come mm-hmm. be our backup. Or I'm sure no one's going to steal Christian Ponder from you. Exactly. You know, you got backups there who you are, who you can rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a slap in the face to Kirk Cousins. I mean, this guy has proven himself two years in a row now, uh, which are the only two years that he's played 16 games. Besides mm-hmm. that, he hasn't really gotten too much of an opportunity. Um, and, you know, it took a little bit, but he, he came around is what it looks like. That's what the story's telling well, us right now. And, I mean, I look at his stats. The main thing, one of the main drops I see that might be a little concerning is he did drop from 69.8 to 67 um, completion percentage. Not well, you'll, terrible. You'll take 67. Yeah. You'll take that in a heartbeat. He had 800 more yards. He averaged about a yard more per average on his throws. He went down in touchdowns by four, but that's not a huge deal. Yeah, the interception number went up, but relatively probably it went up by stayed one. the same. I mean, really, I know that they're probably looking at saying, well, the QBR and the rating went down. But yeah, look at the yards. It went up. He had a pretty damn good season, and this is the second concept. Oh, and by the way, he threw about, if my math serves me correctly, threw about, what, over 60 more passes this year? About 543 the in 2015, 606 mm-hmm. attempts this year. So he was throwing the ball a lot more because this Redskin team, especially later on, didn't to me didn't have the most consistent run game to go on because, let's be honest, your Alfred Morris ain't there anymore. You had Rob Kelly as your starter. Rob Kelly is a good running back for, oh, he's our running back, but he's not a guy where it's like, man, boom, Jordan Howard's in our backfield. Man, Matt Forte's in our backfield. Jonathan Stewart's in. Like, Jonathan Stewart, I think it was the game against the Redskins on Monday Night Football. He single-handedly beat the Redskins in that game just Mm -hmm. by running on them, running on them, running on them, and the Redskins didn't have that option, so they had to throw at Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and I and I think that's been uh, you know you want to look at at numbers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to count that into it of when you have a quarterback throwing from behind or when you have a quarterback who you're relying on all the time. Sure, you, you got to expect that you're going to see some things you're not going to like every now and then. Uh, but to me, there's zero reason for the Redskins to treat Cousins the way they are. Sign him to a deal. Uh, he's a hot commodity unless they're hoping to trade him. But once again, that doesn't make sense to me because then you're still without a quarterback. What I think we will see is that's what I think we're going to see. I don't think that we'll see a long-term deal done because I just don't see... I don't see the Redskins giving Kirk Cousins the money that A, he deserves, and B, he is looking for. I think that I'm kind of thinking that there might be a 75% chance that he gets tagged, and then maybe before the season, a team like the Niners, before we get to the draft, kind of ramps up their kind of trade pursuit to try to bring Kirk Cousins in to say, you know what? We're going to figure out the most important position. We figured out the front office with John Lynch. Well, they think they did. Figured out the front office with John Lynch. We got a head coach that we're competent in, and this is a six-year program. Let's figure out the quarterback right from the get-go and then build around him and maybe give him the loyalty that he's looking for. But what do you think? Are we going to get a long-term deal done with the Redskins, and how do you see this playing out? No, I think they're going to franchise tag him again if they haven't. By the time you're listening to this, if they haven't already. Um, 
And it, it makes no sense to me, but it's just proving that the organization uh, doesn't really know what it's doing. And do you think uh, he's going to play with the Redskins all year this year? Oh, yeah. I think he'll play with them all year. I think they're going to ride him. And So really we're thinking about just waiting to next year until we talk about who he's going to sign with because they're for not going to tag him reason. three times. No. Um, I mean, they could, but it's like huge waste of money. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think. Are we going to get a long-term deal? Does Kirk Cousins play in a different uniform next year, or does he get tagged? He plays with the Redskins all season, and we talk about this all the way in 2018. But, Mark, we got to move into our second topic. We're going to be talking about Alshon Jeffrey, and he's not going to be franchise tagged by Da Bersh, and uh, he he's probably going to be looking for a new team. But before we speculate about any other teams, i got to throw this out there. Is there a slim chance, slimmest of they may be, that we do see Alshon Jeffrey in a bear uniform next year? Because I I kind of find it hard that he would want to go away from the midway blue and the midway orange because he said the Bears were going to win the Super Bowl this year. This next year, mm-hmm. he said the Bears are going to be Super Bowl Super Bears. Well, I do think it's actually uh, worth noting that he could totally end up back in Chicago. Um, it's definitely something that's possible. Uh, I think that the Chicago Bears organization has to know that there's already quite a few gaping holes in the Bears roster. Mm-hmm. You're going to add another one? I mean, people already <laughs> receiver is going to be a huge hole. People already criticized uh, Pace for uh, getting rid of Brandon Marshall, creating a hole that he then filled with Kevin White, who is non-existent um, because of injury. So, you know, the part of it has to say it's similar to what we were just talking about with Kirk Cousins that the organization has to know better, mm-hmm. right? You think they have to know better? Um, I think this is going to be very telling about. Uh, Ryan Pace and the way he's going to do business, whether he's going to be very much a kind of, you know, penny hoarder and say, oh, it's a little bit too much. We're not going to pay you. Or if he's going to say, this is a guy we need, we cannot lose him. Uh, It's also going to kind of show signs of his and the draft obviously is important to Mm -hmm. that part too, but show signs to um, his management of the team and, and his kind of, the roster building that he does, if he truly is going to say, eh, let him walk, I'll get someone young or something like that. Cause they totally could do that too. Um, so it's totally possible that Chicago bears could still end up with all Sean Jeffrey. Totally also possible that he wants to be there. Maybe takes a pay cut or a hometown discount. I guess you could say, uh, I doubt that part of it, but it's possible. Uh, but there's also a very, very strong possibility he's somewhere else. Well, and to me, I my first thought was he will be somewhere else. But I had to throw it out there because, like I said, he did say, and I don't know if it was just him kind of speaking, hey, I'm on the team, i got to rep my team. Mm-hmm. But he did say, whether he believes it or not, the Bears were going to be Super Bowl Super mm-hmm. Bears in 2017. But money talks. Money does talk. And to me, the one thing, we'll look at the Bears a little bit later, but let's focus on Alshon early. Where will he be next year? Obviously, there's teams floating out there, but I want to throw one out because you just mentioned them. The Redskins. What if the Redskins go, okay, Kirk Cousins, we're going to franchise tag you, and, oh, Deshaun Jackson or Pierre Garçon leaves, but don't worry, we're going and getting you a weapon. We're getting you Alshon. Yeah, I mean, that would certainly be be cool if I— if We're I'm not Kirk... going to work a long-term deal with right? you because we want to go get you this weapon. But if I'm Kirk Cousins, I would say— 
yeah, but I can structure a contract mm-hmm. favorably for you to get all Sean Jeffrey, yeah. and I will still have long-term security. Um, that would not make sense to me. But, I mean, for the Redskins, that would make sense of saying, hey, got a good quarterback, got a good weapon. Although you're not Go really— get number one. You know, my, my kind of thought with that is really if you just kept the two weapons that you have, if you signed them as well um, as you should sign <laughs> Kirk Cousins, that all is well. It's just a lateral move in that case, and, and you know, I, I don't always agree with doing that, mm-hmm. uh, especially when Alshon Jeffrey's got some injury history uh, as, of recent, as of recent years. So, yeah, Redskins to me, I'm not going to buy in on them being— being one of the the true suitors. But there's a team you're looking at that you mentioned before we hit the record button. Well, you know what? Because I think I don't necessarily completely think it's going to happen. I just think it would be deadly and that the NFL would need to close its doors mm-hmm. after this happened. <laughs> uh, but what about the fucking Patriots? Oh, I didn't expect you to throw that team out there. I thought oh, that you were was going to go with a different one. No, this is one of my ones okay. I, I like to talk about so, here. So, so we're going tinfoil hat mark. Yeah, what about the <laughs> Patriots? Well, it would be... It would have to be a deal that was smart for the Patriots, mm. but it's also— But they do I that. Mean, They're good at that. You know, Alshon Jeffrey isn't a guy that's going to rock the boat, and Tom Brady, I mean, yeah, Julian Edelman's your top guy right now, but really— Think about those great days with Moss. <sighs> you know, that that's I what mean, you got It's a different kind of style because, I mean— Oh, certainly, but know, that's still— Alshon's like, not a burner, but Alshon's tall and can go up and grab the ball. Yeah, and when you have you know some big target you loved in Rob Gronkowski, another big target you loved in Martellus Bennett, which neither one of them uh, is going to play much because Gronkowski will be hurt as Rock always. Is hurt and Bennett's probably going to play somewhere else. Bennett's getting paid somewhere. Don't get paid. So uh, besides that, I don't really think of I can't think of who the next tall option is uh, for the Patriots to catch the ball. I mean, yeah, similar. I mean, Gronk's got more size, obviously. He's a tight end. Of course. 6'6", 265. Alshon's 6'3", 280, or 218. Yeah. So, of course, it's a more leaner, kind of slimmer wide receiver build, but only two inches shorter But than he's going to make those free catches. Like I said, this one uh, is certainly on the not likely to happen, but, oh, man, would that be deadly. I think Roger Goodell would do everything in his power to block that from happening. Like, anything that he could to block Alshon from going to the Patriots, he would. I think that Roger Goodell would be seeing the dollar signs in his <laughs> eyes and would be saying, yes, please, yes, please. Here's the team I thought you were going to throw out. What about the Eagles? The Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of articles that are out there saying that the Eagles could make a pass yeah. at Alshon because it's one of those things where— Maybe go get the young quarterback a weapon. You've it got, makes sense. You've got the running back in the backfield. Go get him a weapon. And the thing is that the uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles need guys who can hold on to the ball. They need guys who can catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aguilar, you know, Matthews, they're they're all right, but they're not anything great. Doyle Green Beckham's kind of been a, and I'm not throwing this word around, but he's been a bust since he was drafted. The yeah. Titans drafted him. They said, you know what, we don't need you. We're shipping you off to Philly. I, I think this would be something that would kind of make sense for the young quarterback, get him something, uh, especially on a team uh, that faces other teams that have great receivers mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, of course, OBJ, Des Bryant. You have a lot of uh, Pierre Garcon and uh, Deshaun well, Jackson. If they're there, if they're there, uh, 
you know, you have a lot of these guys you're facing. You're the team that doesn't have wide receivers. You know, you're the team mm-hmm. that doesn't have that all-star kind of guy. So go get one and give Carson Wentz that option to throw the ball to. Carson Wentz needs some help out there. He looked great to start the season. Things kind of caught up then. You know, let him keep his kind of his pace ahead for that. But I don't necessarily... As, as much as the Philadelphia Eagles kind of makes sense to me mm-hmm. uh, for the team perspective, it's not necessarily what I would say is the top one I'm expecting. I got one. Mm-hmm. This is kind of Ricky's uh, tinfoil hat. And this isn't one of like, oh, we've seen him seriously interested. But this is a team that, A, doesn't have any wide receivers right now, and B, really needs a weapon for their quarterback after their running back had an emergence this year. What if uh, Adam Gase down in Miami says, you know what, I know that uh, we could be looking at Jay Cutler to be a backup for Ryan Tannehill. Fuck it, if Alshon's out there, come play in my system again, big boy. Give Ryan Tannehill a uh, target to throw to, especially if they decide, you know what, let's try to make a pass at Alshon and let Kenny Stills walk. Yeah, I mean, to, to let Kenny Stills walk for sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I don't. Um, it, I guess it kind of makes sense uh, because they need that wide receiver. They mm-hmm. need, they're need. they trying to do anything well, to get Ryan Tannehill to perform the way he's really, supposed to. Really, you'd be replacing um, Al, or Alshon. Or you'd be replacing Kenny Stills with Alshon mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say because after Stills, I believe they traded for him from... New Orleans comes in 2015, only 440 yards the first year with three touchdowns last year, had 726 with nine touchdowns. Really hasn't been that great of a target for Miami where, I mean, the last year in New Orleans, he had almost 1,000 yards, but only three touchdowns. But, I mean, he's in New Orleans. Drew Brees is the master spreader Mm -hmm. when it comes out to – getting the ball to all his receivers. But if I'm Miami, I'd say screw it. I'll take Al- I'll, I'll mm-hmm. make a pass and take Elshon over Miami's Stills. Miami's shown themselves to not be afraid to spend some money. So They went out there and got Nadamik and Sue when he mm-hmm. was a big free agent. One of the big things here uh, for Elshon Jeffrey is he just saw what Antonio Brown got paid, mm-hmm. and he's not going to ask for that much less. Do you think he's worth that much, though? If he's healthy, yeah. If he's healthy, he is. The problem is if he's going to be healthy or not. Especially with the uh, the PE the PED suspension mm-hmm. that you had for him. Yeah, but I don't necessarily think that's going to be anything that costs him too much money. Uh, I, I definitely think he'll demand. He's not going to demand that you know seventeen, eighteen million mm-hmm. a year. Uh, but, but he's going to respect. He's going to demand his fair share. He's already getting paid quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely going to get paid more than that. Um, so he's going to get quite a bit. He needs one of these teams that's got a lot of money to spend. Another team that I would like to see kind of go for it mm-hmm. uh, would be the Los Angeles Rams. They're they a team could, that they needs could some use weapons. a wide receiver. Yeah, they certainly could. I mean, they have a lot of things that they need, uh, but they're another team that has a young quarterback who didn't really get much time to play last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's there. They don't really have good wide receivers. Tavon Austin's number one, I guess. Uh, and they certainly need some help in that situation. Because really the team, the top five teams right now with the most cap as of right now, and this is according to um, spotrack.com, 
The Browns have the most cap. The 49ers are second. Buccaneers, Jaguars, and Titans are your top five teams with the most cap room as mm-hmm. of right now. And I mean, the Rams, they're about 16th. They've got the 16th most cap with about 38 mil. Are you going to... Are you going to be willing to spend most of your cap on Alshon? Well, it's not like you got draft picks to to go out there and get I guess, these guys. I guess you gave your first rounder to Tennessee. Yeah, you're losing out on, on some of these high-quality draft picks, so you kind of almost have to go into the we're going to have to buy some talent mm-hmm. mentality. Uh, you're not going to probably luck into a great wide receiver in the draft. Uh, so you kind of have to go get your your young quarterback some weapons. And besides, one of the big important things for them is going to be that offensive line. That offensive line needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So they're going to need to do a lot of investing in that through the draft uh, and through free agency as well. Here's the thing. I'm going to throw this out there. This is a tinfoil hat kind of situation. 49ers are second in cap space right now with about – 81.8, I think it comes out to 81.885 million dollars of cap space as of right now. Here is what I am projecting. What if they made a case to not just sign Alshon, but to go out and get Kirk Cousins, sign him to a long year deal, whether it's trade or extension, and what if the Niners with their cap space were able to bring in not just to Kirk Cousins, but now Sean Jeffrey as well. We got our quarterback and our number one target. I mean, it would be cool. It, it's something that's rare to see a team make two big moves like that. Because really, I look at two the high te- profile moves. I'm looking at the teams with the most cap space, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at who needs a wide receiver. The Browns could need a wide receiver. I don't see Alshon going do. there. Yeah. The Niners, the Niners are there. Certainly. I could see Alshon going there. If they could get the right quarterback there as well. The Bucks, I don't see them going for a wide receiver. Jacksonville already has two of them. Tennessee is interesting. They need one. They need one. Do they say, nope, we're going to hold Pat and wait for the draft? Or do they go after Alshon and then say, you know what? Let's worry about something else with our two picks in the mm-hmm. draft. Well, because they, we already they got two. Yeah, you're right. We already know they're most likely going to go with a quarterback with one of their first-round picks. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel that Tennessee Titans will probably go to the draft to answer mm-hmm. their wide receiver uh, situation um, just because it, it's going to make a little bit more sense. I don't think they want to get into a bidding war. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to use the picks that they acquired smartly. Um, and and my big thing here is a team like the 49ers, they've got a lot to give, mm-hmm. and they've got a lot to, to try and make that splash. But the thing is, we have no idea what uh, you know what John Lynch is gonna gonna be like. You know how is or he what's going his to master operate? plan for this team? Yeah, what uh, what is the plan? What is the length of time he wants to do things in? Because mm-hmm. you go out and you get Kirk Cousins, you go out and you get Alshon Jeffrey. That is a win now move, a double move there of we're winning now. Well, and that's by the next four teams, seven through nine on the cap space. Mm-hmm. Those are the most interesting. Number or six through nine, pardon me. Number six, Washington. We already talked about them. They have about sixty-four million dollars in cap space. The Patriots have about sixty-two million dollars. The Colts have just over sixty. Then the Bears have fifty-eight or just under sixty thousand dollars. 
to our million dollars, pardon me, to ex- to kind of use on Alshon. Mm-hmm. I see one of those. So I don't see the top five in salary cap. I see that six through nine, either re-signing with the Bears or a team like Indy trying to get a weapon for um, for Andrew Luck, a Patriot saying, "Hey, we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose Martellus Bennett." Let's get Alshon. Let's get a number one wide receiver, kind of like what you you made the Randy Moss mm-hmm. kind of um, comparison. But the Redskins, the Redskins are the team I look at to make a real push, especially if they're going to franchise tag Kirk Cousins and maybe lose one of Pierre Garcon or Deshaun Jackson or both. They could lose both. Mm-hmm. They could. Uh, I definitely think there'll be a lot of teams kind of going for it and making pushes mm-hmm. for him. Uh, but I, I do, you know, in, in my heart, and there might be some homerism to it, but I think that he will end up in Chicago. You think I think gonna he's going to stay. I'm going to ask you this, and mm-hmm. this is a question now. Like I said, we're going to focus on the Bears now. This is my Bear-centric question I have okay. for Alshon. Whether Alshon leaves or stays, let's say he leaves, just for the sake of argument. Do you think this move by the Bears saying we are not going to franchise tag Alshon Jeffrey, mm-hmm. do you think there might be a hidden message underneath it all where they might say, well, you know what, it it wouldn't be using our money-wise, blah, 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 money, money, money. Is there an underlining theme that basically, huh, the Bears like this kid Zay Jones from the Senior Bowl this is a kid that they that might be around when their second round pick rolls around. Is there the underlying theme that the Bears could be drafting Zay Jones if he's available with their early second mm. round pick? I mean, I think it would be a sign to say that the Bears um, are interested in him and they like him and he's on the board. Uh, I think a lot of things have to go right for that to happen, of course. Um, so I wouldn't read too far into it, but I definitely think it would sh- it would show you that he's on the board because the last time the Bears let a uh, mm-hmm. got rid of a wide receiver, they end up drafting one. The problem for the Chicago Bears will be the fact that they will not have a wide receiver really besides Cameron Meredith. Let me ask you this: What do you think the Bears would do? I'm going to give you two situations mm-hmm. in the draft. You tell me which you see more likely happening. Number one, what we talked about, either. They take Zay Jones with their early second-round pick, or they use that pick to trade up into the late first round to grab him, or use their third overall pick, trade back a spot or two, much like they did last season, to grab a Corey Davis. Well, they traded up last season. Well, true. But doing the Mm. same kind of trading on the draft, this time trading back— to kind of acquire more assets and then do a grab of Corey Davis is really if the main can, point. If they can get a good value for it, I think it's worth. I think it's worth doing. Um, like you said, trading la- up, time, I disagree. You said last time they lost a receiver, they got one. Yeah, I disagree with trading up into the first. There's too many holes on the Chicago Bears roster for them to want to do that. So you're saying either take Zay Jones in the second. Or trade that third backup pick or two to maybe get Corey Davis. If you're I mean, th- if you're thinking wide those, receivers and of those two wide, if yeah. those two scenarios, yes, I'd rather draft a quarterback in the second round if there's one there. Because <laughs> um, you, I mean, sure, you can you, have you, a good, you, you don't you don't uh, trust Brian Hoyer. Not at who all. Most likely will be back. Not at Could all. Be back. I mean, he's okay. 
He's okay. You don't want to keep Jay Cutler? You don't want to keep Jay? I would keep Jay. You don't want to make Mike Rankin happy? I would keep Jay Cutler. There's no reason to get rid of Jay Cutler because you're probably not going to get anything better and you're probably going to lose games anyways. I will say there Uh was a commenter in one of our videos. I want to say it was the Jay Cutler video that uh, myself and Mike Rankin did for Behind the Pen. Mm -hmm. And man, I felt sorry for him because he just got chastised in the comments section. For liking Jay? For not just liking Jay. Saying that the Bears should bring that the Bears not only should bring him back, but absolutely need to bring him back for this season. Well, it's not like you're going anywhere, anyways. I mean, I don't disagree that the Chicago Bears are not going to do anything next season, anyways. And it was Jake Walker. He so said, why not? He it wasn't that video where he got chastised. It was another one where I saw a mm-hmm. replies coming in, but he said we must keep Cutler hashtag Bear down. I mean, I honestly think that keeping Jay Cutler is not a bad idea. If you want to develop another quarterback, if you want to just so keep pl- going the way if you're, you're going. using Jay for a placeholder, and he is a placeholder. I he mean, is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It was on our. I found it. It was on our NFL mm-hmm. free agency preview. He said. There you go. He said Cutler needs to come back to the Bears. We need him. One, two, three, four. Well, one, two, three, four, five replies to that all bashing all bashing jay cutler it's very popular to bash jake you know you know what uh jake because your name's jake as well um mike rankin likes you i can speak for that because you are a cutler supporter and believe he should be on the bears as well i think the bears are better off without him but mark any last thoughts anything you think we missed on the alshon talk no, I'm just interested to see what that contract's going to be now that we know what Antonio Browns was, how close True. he gets to it. True, and this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section about Alshon. But you know what, Mark? You mentioned Antonio Brown. Let, let's get right into it. Let's move right into Antonio Brown and kind of Le'Veon Bell, but we're going to focus. The title of this on YouTube is going to be more Antonio Brown focused. I'm just going to throw the question out there for you. Antonio Brown getting the new contract from the Steelers. What does this contract mean for the future in Pittsburgh? Well, I think it's good. I mean, Antonio Brown is uh, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Many people are going to say he's the best wide Mm -hmm. receiver in the NFL. Uh, So you want to lock the guy up. And, you know, you want to get that deal. He's the highest paid. And that's something that the players all care about is being that highest paid guy. He also got a new car this year. Mm -hmm. Good for him. Brandon Marshall. That's with why that, you don't the, bet your car. With that bet that they made? <laughs> don't bet your car. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things where, where you see it and mm-hmm. this is a good deal. You're you're happy with it. He's one of the best. you got to have him there. Um, the, the problem in the playoffs for the Pittsburgh Steelers was not Antonio Brown. No, it was their defense. Yeah, the defense let him down, and, and the game planning let them down as well. Um, against the Patriots. Which is a Mike Tomlin problem. Exactly. So that's not an issue. Uh, of course, you, you look to the side as well, and you, you see Le'Veon Bell getting a franchise tag. Uh, Big Ben's going to be back. He's not going to retire this year. Uh, but it's coming up soon, so you want to make sure you have this great core in place while you have Big Ben for this limited amount of time that you're going to still have him so that you can go and win yet another Super Bowl uh, and just add to the legacy in Pittsburgh. And the one thing that I'm reading here, and this is from an article on ESPN, and this is kind of like the one where 
it says Antonio Brown's big money deal won't cripple Steelers. And the most important thing is, and this is what the excerpt of this article says, and I quote, the Steelers will cover themselves here. They know this contract could have some dead money attached if Brown's play declines, but the small initial salary gives Brown incentive to play well into his 30s. So this is a deal, like it says, he could play well into his 30s, but the reason why overall this deal is not going to cripple and it's not going to negatively affect the Steelers' um, future that much is because if his play does decline, let's say it does, there's going to be that dead money where it's not it's gonna it's gonna help the Steelers where it's like hey you know what we're not gonna overpay you if you stop performing it's one of those things where we are gonna pay you what you are earned and that dead money could help them if Antonio Brown let's say trails off as he gets to his thirties because I know for running backs we mentioned thirty is the magical age it's one of those things even wide receivers when you're taking those hits all the time. Going up and grabbing balls, it's not as easy as it once was, especially the kind of game that the NFL has turned into where it's not as ground and pound as it once was. Mm-hmm. And it's a passer's league. Wide receivers are being used a lot more than running backs now. Well, I don't I don't really I wouldn't really be too concerned about Antonio Brown slowing down or anything like that. I'm just saying um, if, he, if he does. Yeah. If anything does the, happen. The worst thing for Antonio Brown that can happen is Big Ben retires next year. And then you have who, you know, who's going to be your quarterback? You're going to have to go draft one. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are certainly going to be drafting somebody yeah, in Landry round three Jones. or four. Yeah, Landry Jones. No, you don't have anything. <laughs> uh, so they certainly are going to have to go out and get something. Uh, and Big Ben, you know, he's not the iron tank that he used to be uh, when he really got the nickname mm-hmm. of Big Ben. So that that's going to be something interesting. Um, you know, I, I do think that. You know, for the last three years now, Antonio Brown has proven his abilities and proven his skills uh, as one of the best, you know, wide receivers in the game, wide receivers for the Pittsburgh, uh, and kind of, I don't want to say silently because we all know who he is, but mm-hmm. he's not the first guy you name when you think of a wide receiver in the NFL, when you think of a superstar, you know, you're going to think of OBJ. You're going to think of all Sean Jeffrey. You're going to, you know, uh, you're going to think about Demarius Thomas a few years ago, more so than now, but these are the type of guys you're thinking of. And then Antonio Brown kind of quietly went out there and did his job and got paid and has done really Mm -hmm. done really well. Even though he did, of course, make a big splash with his stupid Facebook live video, uh, I was going to throw that out course. there. Does that play? Because a lot of people are going to say, well, you know what? A distraction to the team. That's the reason why we kind of lost against the Patriots. Really, it had, that had no reason of why no. you lost to the Patriots. You lost to the Patriots because I could tell you on one play why you lost to the Patriots. You left a guy called Kevin Hogan wide open. How? Yeah. The safety just forgot to cover that side of the field. Forgot there was a field on that side. Thought they were still filming uh, the Dark Knight Rises and the Gotham Rogues were playing mm-hmm. there in Heinz Field, but that's going to come into it. But really, by next year, we're going to forget that that Facebook Live thing ever. Well, happened. I think this contract proves you that we already forgot about it. We don't care. Well, the Steelers forgot about they it. They moved on, and I don't think anybody else cares about it. Um, 
I thought that the Facebook Live thing was such a non-story that we wanted mm-hmm. to turn into a story. Uh, but yeah, to me, it just shows you, you know, as this is the theme of this video with mm-hmm. contracts, uh, the Redskins not showing respect to their players. The Chicago Bears, we're not sure what they're going to do with Alshon. Uh, but here's the Pittsburgh Steelers who last year said, don't worry, we're going to get to you. We're going to take care of you. And they did. They took care of their guy. And that is what teams should do. They should take care of their players that perform well for them and, and give them that success, as Antonio Brown did. Well, and the one thing I'm looking at is I'm looking at the depth chart right now for the Steelers, and the only starters as of right now that are set to hit free agency, you've got Marcus Wheaton on the wide receiver front, and then two linebackers, inside linebacker Lawrence Timmons, outside linebacker James Harrison. Those are the only starters, first stringers, that you are leaving. Now they have several second stringers, David Johnson on the tight end front, Landry Jones, D'Angelo Williams. Those are guys that you can replace in the draft, or you can replace with lesser free agents. Really, I look at Wheaton, I look at Timmons, I look at Harrison. Really, Eli Rogers uh-huh. showed me enough to where when we get to camp, I want to see what he can do. Play, we drafted you for a reason. Play up. And there's a lot lot of defensive talent in the the draft. Plus, they're getting Martavius Bryant back where he he had his one-year suspension. So, really, the Marcus Wheaton thing isn't that big of a deal because, really, Martavius Bryant comes back. There's your one-two punch with Brown Bryant. Eli Rogers and Darius Hayward Bay are your 3-4 right now. And then, really, in the linebacker department, if you look at the free agents as of right now in a Corden, like some of these guys might get tagged. The top three linebackers inside and outside both right now, according to how much money they were paid last year, DeMarcus Ware, Lawrence Timmons, Robert Mathis, Julius Robert, or Julius Peppers, Dequell Jackson, and Nick Perry. You're telling me that a guy like, let's say, Robert Mathis leaves Indy? You're telling me that the Steelers won't uh, throw him a bone, throw him a couple bones to come in, play outside linebacker because uh, maybe they don't want to pay James Harrison. And then linebacker, where they are in the draft, they can go ahead and get a linebacker. If a guy like Jared Davis falls to them, they could grab a linebacker outside or inside late in the draft where they are in the first round. Yeah, they're in a sweet spot there for sure uh, that there will be. And there's a ton of defensive talent in this draft, like we were saying. Uh, They will get guys who can get to a quarterback. You know, there's no doubt about that. They will get guys who can command the middle of the uh, of the defense there. That is not an issue for the Steelers. The Steelers are in a great spot. What they really need is just to milk that last little bit of Big Ben that they have. And the, the biggest problem they have, of course, is that they're going to run into Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. I look at mine. Your, I'll, I'll announce it now. Your next mock draft, we're planning. Planning on having it come out. Mm-hmm. Middle of next week. As long as nothing big comes up and ruins it again. We'll, we'll have the Combine, which mm-hmm. is coming up this weekend. We will have the free agency that will just be around. Like, this will be the last one for you, kind of like me, where it's like the last one right before um, free agency officially starts. But you'll know at least some tags that are going on. For sure. I look at my last one, 
the guy that I had them take and the guy that came directly after them, Zach Cunningham is who I had them take, the linebacker, more of an inside guy from Vanderbilt. And what's the first thing I said in my description? Timmons and Harrison are both on the fence with free agency around the corner. Zach Cunningham is a three-down backer who Pittsburgh can either place on the inside or the outside of their linebacking core. To me, that makes the most sense. Or if they're like, you know what, screw it, free agency, we went with an inside linebacker, we just need an outside linebacker. The guy that I had directly below them going to the Falcons, Hassan Riddick from Temple, they can go with him as well. They can go with either one of those guys right there. Now, is this like a say-all, be-all, like those two are definitely going to be there? No. But in my situation, they can go linebacker at 30th overall and be fine and fill those and fill those two holes mm-hmm. easily. They don't have to sure. worry about any of the holes on their starting um, first string front. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think that there's going to be guys to to fill that. I mean, uh, right in that same area. Now, this was a, a while ago mm-hmm. for this mock draft that I did, where I had Carl Lawson was still around, still available mm-hmm. um, in that area. So there's definitely going to be options there but the thing that i'd like for for the steelers for this deal is they're saying hey offense is good offense is ready to go well the offense is just standpoint and the one guy that we haven't mentioned is Le'Veon bell Mm -hmm. he's gonna get fran they're playing to franchise tag bell yep and i guess the one thing i'll ask you with Le'Veon bell to start the conversation is not what it means for the steelers future what does this mean for Le'Veon's future and him getting a contract after this year, or are we going to see a Kirk Cousins situation where he gets tagged again? Uh, I don't think we'll see a situation where he gets tagged again necessarily. I think this was more of a we're handling uh, Brown right now. We'll get to you next. And one thing that they did, of course, when I mentioned that they told Antonio Brown, don't worry, we will get to you next year. Mm -hmm. And they did it. So they can tell Le'Veon Bell, don't worry, we will get to you next year. Well, We've already shown that we we mm-hmm. will keep our word, so they'll be there for him. Well, let's be honest. The one big thing between the Steelers' ownership and the Steelers' kind of management, which is way different than how things are run in the nation's capital in Washington, is the Steelers are a loyal franchise. For sure. Steelers are loyal to their players, and once you are a Steeler, when you're a valid Steeler, they'll fight for you. They'll go for... They'll be behind you. They will have your back. And, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, he'll just have to play with a tag. And I know what people are going to say. I mean, you think back to the AFC Championship game. He got injured, wasn't able to get back in there, kind of had a not-so-good performance in that game. But really, you can't hold it against him because he did get injured, and it wasn't like he kind of had a dud game in the AFC Championship game. I still think the Steelers, like you said, know what they got, you know what, we're going to tag you to push it off to the side, but we will get to you, I promise that. Yeah, and it's not to say that they can't get a deal done still. They still You're have, talking mid-year or before the year? Well, they still have till you know, uh, what is it, July 15th mm-hmm. uh, is that deadline. Uh, so they got time, they can work on it too, and this could just be the security blanket of, hey, we know we have you. Um, so you certainly have that, but... I think the Pittsburgh Steelers put themselves in a great situation. Like I said, the problem is just they're going to run into Tom Brady again, and what really let them down was that defense. Yeah, and that was it. Really, to me, I just think of that one play where they just they left Kevin Hogan wide open mm-hmm. in the end zone, and that's going to be the big thing is that defense. We'll see what they do 
to sure up. We'll even see if James Harrison comes back to the Steelers because I'm going to look it up really quick because I did see on ESPN that James Harrison and his agents have said that he is for sure looking for a set amount. And from what ESPN says, he's looking for a two-year contract. So James Harrison wants a two-year contract, which would mean if he plays both of those years, you're basically paying him to play till he's 40. Mm. If I'm the Steelers, I'm saying sayonara, go go get that somewhere else because you ain't going to get that here. We are loyal. Well, we're, we're not, not that, that loyal. loyal. Exactly. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. See, if I'm Steelers mm-hmm. ownership, I'm going, wouldn't you rather retire a Steeler, James? Wouldn't you rather retire? We'll put you in the ring of fame. We'll yeah. put you in the ring the, the ring of fame. We'll get you a ring. We'll get you one of those nice Steeler uh, Hall of Fame rings that all these teams and schools and mm-hmm. high schools have now with the ring of, or I'm not ring of fame, ring of honor. The Ring of Honor here yeah. in Pittsburgh. James Harrison ain't going to bring much. Like, he's a good linebacker, but really at the age of 38, how much is he really going to bring? I'll go to the draft. I'll get a young buck to mm-hmm. come in and play linebacker for me. But before we kind of end this podcast, anything we missed with the Steeler talk? No, no, I don't think so. I think uh, Steelers, of course, going to be a good team. Uh, not quite a favorite to get to the Super Bowl like they were last mm-hmm. year, but hey. It's still a damn good team. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think about anything we talked about today. Kirk Cousins, Alshon Jeffrey, the Steelers topic that you just heard, especially if you are on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, go check out all our other segments. If you're on Block Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher, thank you for listening and downloading the entire podcast today. If you loved it, you hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. Go check out patreon.com backslash most valid podcast. Just another way to support the channel other than hitting that subscribe and like button. Want to thank you guys for checking out the onside kick today, making us a part of your day, afternoon, and evening. But as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts.